Good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, from the Common Sense American. I'm here to attempt to entertain you for another week. Uh, first of all, let me thank everybody who has sent me ideas for shows. Um, it is very helpful. There are some weeks where I really have no idea what to talk about. Sometimes I don't even decide until a few minutes before I decide to hit record. Uh, and there are other weeks where the news cycle is just so hideous, I don't really want to talk about anything. But at the same time, I want to do that one show a week. People have subscribed, and I think they deserve that. Um, and sometimes, I mean, if I don't take your recommendation, don't take it personally, it just means either I, I don't feel like I'm educated enough on the topic to talk about it, or I've covered it enough before. Um, and before you make those recommendations, I would suggest that you just look through my list of podcasts, which uh, do stre stretch back to last November, I believe, um, and see if I've uh, covered something similar. Chances are I, I probably have, you know, everything from Democrats to immigration to abortion um, and everything in between. Um, but today, uh, I, I avoided this in the past few weeks just because I I didn't want to add to the sort of negative vibes that were out there after all these shootings, but now I think it's time for me to talk about it. Um, obviously, after these horrific events happen, there's a lot of pointing fingers. And one of the first things that especially Democrats point at is guns. I don't really want to talk about the gun side of it. Um, I am conflicted on that issue, as some of you know. Um, I, I do believe in the Constitution. I do believe in, in the Second Amendment. Um, I, I don't like guns, but I do believe in, in freedom. Um, and because of that, I'm probably on your side for most of that discussion. However, uh, aside from that, you know, I, I want to focus on why these things just keep happening. Hundreds of shootings in, in past years, not just in America, but in other parts of the world as well. Although, we are certainly seeing a sharp uptick in this country. And, you know, people can blame video games and mental illness and, and entertainment and everything like that. And I, I really want to focus on entertainment in general and just everything we see and ingest on a daily basis. And let, let me start um, by saying, last weekend I watched a movie called Gun Crazy. Now... If you think that this is a new movie, your assumption will be, you know, it's there's a lot of violence, a lot of gore, um, and you'd probably be accurate. However, uh, this movie was made in 1949. It was based on a magazine article, uh, which I believe was also loosely based on Bonnie and Clyde. It's, it's a similar story, except um, in this case, the two people are uh, trick shot artists, uh, one working at a carnival, um, and one, the, the guy who just grew up with this love of guns, he just, he just loved to sh shoot them and aim at things. Um, but he did not like to shoot at people. He didn't like to hurt people. He didn't want to kill anybody. So their crime spree uh, of robberies really started off with that intention. They, they didn't want to hurt anybody. Um, they just wanted to take the money and run. So, you know, obviously very much not like Bonnie and Clyde. They didn't, you know, they cared about whether or not people would die. And at some point, something obviously goes wrong, and the woman actually ends up shooting two people, a guard and a secretary, in, in one of the robberies, which obviously hastens their decline, and eventually the, they're caught and killed at the end. Now, in my explanation of this, you probably have a certain vision of how this is playing out. But in 1949, 
I, I tell you this right now. This movie could be rated G. Not PG, G. There's nothing in it. You don't even really see people fall, let alone blood gushing everywhere, you know, bullets ripping apart, you know, flesh and bone and everything, and just unbridled nastiness that we see today. You don't see it at all. Um, the, the, the camera will cut away right before it. Even at the end, when both of them uh, get shot, you, you see very little. You just sort of see them fall to the ground. You know, you hear the gunfire. There is no blood. There is no uh, overt uh, sensationalism in how it is portrayed. Now, the movie is mediocre. It isn't very good. I've seen much better, obviously, from that era. But my point is that this was the norm then. Every single movie I've seen in that time period could be rated G today. Okay, if you did something like that today, it would you could you could show it to kids and they'd have almost no reaction. Okay. Now I just saw a preview of a movie coming out called I think it's called Hide and Seek, this new horror movie. Um, the the difference between the two is so shocking and jarring. Just the preview alone would not only not have been allowed, but would have seriously freaked people out to the point where it's so disgusting and shocking and revolting in, in just its intensity that people would have to get away and turn away. And it is, it is the result that, that people don't is the result of, you know, 50 years plus of steady desensitization over the years. And uh, not just in movies, although that I think is a driving force, but in everything. Uh, if you read books today, there are there is content in there that never would have been allowed before. That is can be absolutely disgusting on television shows, um, uh, on the stage. I, I've seen some plays that are so sick. I, I had I had to get out. I can't, I can't believe any director or theater manager would even allow it on stage. I, I can't. Uh, and I don't even know a point they're trying to make other than the fact that we're going to be as sick as we want to be or can be. And you see, and yes, in video games as well, you know, when I, I grew up with video games, I still play them from time to time. Um, and when we grew up, you know, it was Mario and Pac-Man and things like that. Of course, now, uh, the, the gore and violence and endless in-your-faceness about these products is so off the charts compared to what it was, it's an assault on the senses that I don't believe humans were ever really equipped for. Um, young people obviously get accustomed to it early and older people will be turned away. Uh, you know, you can call it just getting used to it. It's not, nothing's going to happen. And I've always been of the mind that just because a perfectly uh, stable mentally healthy individual goes and sees something like hide and seek or one of the many violent movies or or games or tv shows or plays or reads these books or listens to music that has unbelievably violent lyrics just because they do that does not mean they're going to turn around and, and hit somebody in the head with a baseball bat or shoot them or whatever i never said that what i am saying is that to believe that this downward spiral um it doesn't have any impact at all would be just amazingly naive. It does and obviously has. This has become an incredibly toxic environment in which in just desensitized individuals who are also disillusioned and have no 
they don't shrink away from unbelievably shocking things anymore. They have been accustomed to not shrink away. So the idea of a mass shooting to somebody who is already a little off in the head does not come across as something, you know, jarring or something that they can't even face. We face it all the time. We see it all the time. We are relying more and more on sensationalism and, you know, insane, over-the-top, in-your-face action and emotion to impart entertainment. And maybe the other big difference, let me add, in terms of all the entertainment then and now, is that they focus so heavily on dialogue in those days, people today would be bored. They'd say bored. It just means that their brains aren't working anywhere near as well as they were, but that's what they would say. They'd say they're bored. There was a focus on story in all our forms of entertainment before. You did use, need to use your brain. Even in the lighter movies back then, they, they were focusing on the story. Even if it was just, you know, fluff, it was still the focus on that. And... You know, you can go in terms of uh, what kind of content it is. Just the overwhelming assault, not just in violence, but in, you know, in sexual content as well. Um, you know, back in the 50s, people like Marilyn Monroe, a personal favorite of mine, was considered obviously a, a, a sex symbol. <laughs> she, was, she never did anything in any of her movies uh, as a sex symbol by today's standards. Never was naked, never had sex. I mean kissed. That was it. I don't think people are understanding just how big the difference is and how unnecessary what we have now is in order to convey something. We don't need to be beaten over the head in order to convey this part of the story. But when people get increasingly stupid and our entertainment has dumbed us down to a shocking level, then you sort of have to. You can't rely on, on dialogue and plot because people can't follow it. You know, they have the attention span of a gnat, the brain activity of a slug, and they cannot appreciate anything shown to them in a way that is subtle, that is intelligent, that is thoughtful. They just want it slammed right in their face. And to say that this doesn't have an impact, to say that this cannot have an impact is just wrong. Obviously, we have ratings in place and therefore children. However, again, that slope has gone so far down, that, that slippery slope. Kids are seeing things now and are accepted. It's accepted that they see these things. That, again, kids 50, 60 years ago would never have been shown. Adults would have been shocked at it. Never would that have happened. And I, I just wonder if... I, you can see where I'm going with this. You can see where my moral conundrum is coming here, right? I'm saying that it was better than that. This is, these were lines that we should never have crossed. And that now that we are, we are reaping what we sow. We, we are putting this out there in the ether and it's being absorbed by us. And people who are unbalanced, who are mentally ill, and we have a lot more now than we did, are also ingesting this. And it's acting as a trigger. It's acting as it's desensitizing them even further to the point where they can do unbelievably awful things that no human should ever be able to do, whether they're mentally ill or not. And... You know, when I was growing up, when my parents were growing up, grandparents were growing up, schools had their doors open all day long and nothing ever happened. The idea that these shootings were taking place then is a lie. Look up the stats. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mass shootings just in the past, you know, four or five years alone. You won't find two, you know, in, in this country between, I don't know, whatever, 1940 and 1960, especially not in schools. 
This whole thing, the idea of you know walking to a church and shooting people up did not happen in this country. It may have happened in other countries. It did not happen here. And even worldwide, it really didn't happen that much. We are exporting a mass amount of shocking content via the internet and via our entertainment in all forms that we see and adjust every day. And given the technology increases, we see it at such a rapid pace and so constantly and everywhere we go at all times that it's almost impossible to avoid. You'd have to be entirely off the grid. Now, I, I mentioned this before. I was in Ireland uh, for a month uh, earlier this year, and one of the things that struck me was their television. I, it didn't have, where I was staying, did not have a much of a, a cable package, which was fine. I spent very little time uh, at the house I was staying. I was out and about. You know, I, that's what I went there for. If you're going to Ireland, you need to be out to experience it. You need to be kayaking and walking and biking and hiking, and that's what that place is for. Anyway, uh, you know, at night when I would, look, you know, sit down and look and see what was on television, it was almost like going back in time 25 years because they didn't have this level of content. Kids shows were kids shows. They didn't have mass propaganda being thrown at you. They didn't have mass violence. They didn't have mass reality shows. Really mind-numbingly stupid and over-the-top insulting entertainment that we have here. It wasn't like that there. You just didn't see it. It was quieter. It was more subtle. It was more low-key. It wasn't as much in your face. And I gotta say, I think that that has an impact. All the people there are very, very nice. And I'm not saying that they're all very nice. I'm not saying that they're not known as the land of a thousand welcomes just because they, they don't have the same level of violent and, um, you know, explicit entertainment that we have, at least not yet from most of what I saw. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it does seem to have an impact. One tends to follow the other. And but again, my moral conundrum is this. Obviously, obviously, I am saying that, that we have gone way too far in the wrong direction. But it sounds like, and even in my head, it sounds like I'm advocating censorship. And being a defender of freedom and of the Constitution and of the First Amendment, I shouldn't be doing that. Um, you know, back in the 50s and, you know, 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s in movies, did you know that there was a rule? that when, they, when people kissed on screen, they couldn't open their mouths. That's the level of censorship that they had. Now, I'm not saying that was good or necessary or anything like that. What I am saying is that obviously when you, you know, we can go a little bit past that. Yes, we can and, and not be too disgusting, but we couldn't help ourselves. We went so far past it that we'd become animals and we put it on screen everywhere we go. Uh, there was also no porn in the 40s and 50s, or extremely little sort of the infancy period of that. And that was not widely circulated as it is now, but that's sort of another topic, but it does factor into this conversation. Um, but I have to wonder, and I don't want to say this, but it almost seems to me like we need some form of censorship brought back in all forms of entertainment. The rating thing doesn't mean anything. It just doesn't. It may mean that some responsible parents are able to keep their kids from seeing certain unbelievably disgusting things. But the sheer amount of it, the fact that they're going to see it somewhere, that the internet is not regulated at all. Um, it's just, and, and not only that, but again, what adults see, it absolutely has an impact. I'm not saying mentally sound people will start killing each other. What I'm saying is that it has an impact on how they think, their mood, their attitude toward things. This level of hostility and insanity and knee-jerk reactions to everything, 
again, a result of a toxic environment fueled by this uh, entertainment insanity that we have going on. It almost seems to me that humans have proven that they don't know where to draw the line. We just don't. We failed that test. You gave us ultimate freedom. You took all censorship away and pretty much all forms of entertainment, said absolutely anything goes. We'll just, you know, rate it accordingly. And look what we did. We came up, we not only did we come up with the most shocking crap that humanity has ever seen, but here's the other point. I don't believe it has any redeeming value whatsoever. Just because we can doesn't mean we should, nor does it mean they're telling us anything. There's nothing enlightening about explicit content to this level. Nothing. Not a thing. In fact, all it does is it desensitizes us even more to the subtleties and thoughtfulness of the world and how we should be thinking and how we should be regarding things. Shoving it in our face is not illumination or revelation. We get nothing from that. Ask the masters of literature and of film or of theater or, uh, you know, of music how we, uh, how humans ingest this kind of thing. And, you know, hostility comes and anarchy and chaos come from when you show them entertainment that is just screwing with their head and slamming into their brain and screwing everything up. I do believe this is having an impact. I do believe it's hurting us, and it has been hurting us for a long time. And I don't think it's any coincidence that this, you know, we'll take the leash off everything and see what happens approach. And here we are, some decades later, looking at the world literally going up in flames around us. There is a connection. There always has been a connection. There, it has been directly related. There has been a, there's a direct correspondence between the two. And again, there is no redeeming value to this. There's no reason to have it. There just isn't. It does not make anything better. None of it. It can only hurt us. If that's the case, I don't know, maybe we do need to return to some form of a standard ruling, a censoring, because we've proven that we just were animals. We cannot. We don't know where the line is. We don't care where the line is. We're just going all the way past it and thinking, stupidly enough, that it doesn't matter. It matters, and it's hurting us, and we got to stop it. And if we can't stop it, if we won't voluntary, voluntarily put an end to this, a governing body is going to have to. I, I hate to say these things, again, because as many of my listeners know, I am very much for freedom and the First Amendment and the Constitution. But at some point, you have to realize that this slippery slope has just been gotten worse. And unfortunately, we're facing another slippery slope if we do implement that governing body. Okay, so we ratchet it back and we start, you know, locking things down, saying no this, no that, and getting some censorship back. Okay, but that's another slippery slope, isn't it? When do we go all the way back to the point where you couldn't kiss somebody with your mouth open on a screen? I don't know. Maybe that's not even a bad thing. But, but again, that, we're talking about two slippery slopes and humans' inability to find a happy medium. Uh, the Aristotelian idea of vice versus virtue and vices being at the ends and virtue being right in the middle uh, seems to elude us. You know, uh, uh, the, if the virtue is courage, its vices are rashness on one side and cowardice on the other. We just we can't seem to get this. We go way too far in any given direction. The pendulum just keeps swinging way too far, and we cannot rein ourselves in. If anybody has a good idea of how to combat this that does not involve censorship or government intrusion, please let me know.
In the meantime, please avoid this crap at all costs. I do believe it has an impact. I do believe it affects our moods, our attitudes, how we act, how we think. Even if it's subtle, even if it's unconscious, it is affecting us. So just, this is all I have to say on the matter. Again, I don't want to belabor the point too much. And I don't want to sound like an 80-year-old person saying, all the new entertainment, I can't handle it. It's not the case. I'm only 41. And I know. I've seen it. I've watched it. I'm a fan of the golden era of movies. I'm a fan of, of classic literature and things like that. I, have, I can see this. The gap, the difference is beyond shocking. And it is having an impact, I do believe. If you agree with me, let me know. See if you have any ideas. In the meantime, uh, I'll end things there for tonight. And hope everybody has a um, safe and happy and entertaining evening. Good night.